Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, July 9th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Well, hey, John. How are you? Good. Going through lots of topics for today. Um, busy the last two days, actually, interestingly. Um, we've got among the topics, uh, Tucker's latest conspiracy theory about the National Security Agency. We've got Trump's social media lawsuit. Uh, there's a lot of COVID updates. I won't even walk you through them. Um, and two new books about Trump that both have really interesting revelations, actually, in a, in a very funny, haha kind of way. So you will. Well, funny, haha, except for funny, like, you know, also in a morbid, we could have all died many we times. We could have all well. died and we still may, kind of. And actually, yeah. hundred thousand of us did. <laughs> um, did you say a hundred thousand of us? Six hundred thousand of us. Yeah, did. I was going to say. Did you did you see? Well, and we'll. I don't know if you brought this up earlier, but this might be worth getting to. Which is apparently the the, the quick way in which we vaccinated and all of that. Um, who did the study? The study was in that we've probably saved a hundred thousand lives. Oh, you worth mentioning. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I did not see that. Based okay. on the quick rollout, yeah. Very interesting. In any case, yeah, I had not heard. Uh, I had not heard. I'll look yet. for that and see. Let's we'll see, because I don't want to just throw it out there. But it was, a, you know, I read it. It was a legit thing. Um, I'll, I'll look. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Did not know that. Um, so let's start with Tucker and the National Security Agency. So the NSA is one of our spy agencies, and it is the Electronic Intelligence Spy Agency, meaning they're the folks who, in principle, are the ones who tap phones, who uh, tap satellite communications, who tap people's emails. They're the electronic guys. They're not the CIA that tends to be more the on-the-ground guy, right? Although CIA right. gets a lot of electronic, but CIA gets it from other agencies usually that it gets passed to them. The NSA literally are the electronic spy kings. So Tucker claims earlier this week or last week, Oh, my God, somebody from inside the NSA called me and told me the NSA is spying on me. They've tapped my emails and they've got all sorts of incriminating material that they're planning on dropping and giving to a journalist. And this is the best part, because the NSA doesn't like my TV show and they want it canceled. Well, why would the NSA? I mean, I, I suppose if the NSA, maybe because they view him as a national security threat, that's possible because he is. But, but <laughs> otherwise, why do they give a shit about it? I mean, I don't know. It's so it's it's not it would not be legal. The NSA is not allowed to, uh, you know, wiretap Americans. Well, not without going to a FISA court or whatever. Um, they're not allowed to operate domestically. So there's lots of rules that stop them from just, you know, willy nilly tapping people's phones and emails. Well, we know it's bullshit. So what finally starts to come out is there is some kind of a bad story about Tucker coming out soon. He finally lets go of this. And we all go, ah. Then we find out that Tucker says, I, I was trying to set up an interview with Vladimir Putin, and I contacted some of his intermediaries, and the NSA didn't like it, and the, Obama, the, the Biden people didn't like it, and they're trying to embarrass me for interviewing Putin. It goes, it goes on. And, and, oh, yeah. And that's why they spied on me. And Well, okay, a couple things here. And I don't mean to give the whole story, but why not give the whole – I've got to tell people the background because there's so much here, Cliff. So basically – He's trying to set up an interview with Putin, which Mike Wallace at his network did, which uh, Megyn Kelly at his network did. Nobody tried to embarrass them. Nobody excoriated them for doing that. We all considered that like, OK, you want to interview Putin, right? That's 
that's a normal thing. And um, Mike Wallace actually apparently won an Emmy for his interview of Putin. So right. a trying to interview Putin, there's no way that Democrats said, now we've got Tucker in our, our, our grips, right? Well, now we're going to embarrass him for interviewing Putin. No, it already happened before. Um, second of all, because Tucker was re not reaching out to Russian intermediaries, if these guys were Russians, for example, of course their phones, of course their emails were tapped, right? Of course we tap, we better be tapping the emails of Putin's henchmen. So help me God, right? So if an American were, or anybody were to send an email to Putin's henchmen that were tapping, that email would be caught up in it because per se, we're tapping all the emails. So it's possible that somebody at the NSA contacted Tucker and said, oh my God, I saw one of your emails. We're bugging you and blah, blah, blah. But what it looks like now, if it's even true at all, what it looks like now is Tucker's, some of Tucker's stuff got caught up in surveillance of Putin's henchmen. And somebody right. at the NSA decided to fuck with him and tell him, oh, my God, we're spying on you, whatever. And Tucker's now turning it into a hole, of course. And, of course, his minions will believe it. So that's the NSA. All of that's true. And yet at the same time, <clears throat> giving this this guy who literally, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what to say because it's hard to even think of the sort of the, the descriptors that are low enough to describe the form of life he is, what he's willing to do just obviously for TV ratings, for for power, for whatever. I mean, he's from he's from the freaking, you know, Swanson frozen food fortune. He's never gonna have to worry about a dollar in his life. I mean, you could argue that it's just as bad people who do it for money. They should find something else to do. But right. in his case, he doesn't have to do it for money. There's no reason he has to be doing anything. He could be lying on a beach right. somewhere all day, every day for right. the rest of his life. And instead, he's choosing to tear apart our country to get people killed in race riots, to get people killed you know, who by white supremacists, to get people killed who aren't vaccinated. He's the lowest form of pond scum imaginable. So let's, we, we need to start with the, you know, taking anything he says seriously. He's made up so many lies. He's made up so much stuff out of thin air fed so much garbage out there that, that you got to start with like just because he says it it doesn't that doesn't mean it means anything i mean I go to a freaking you know a, a prison somewhere or an insane asylum and listen to people say stuff and actually pretend that what they say has some value too but he has no more credibility than anybody any any of them as far as i'm concerned so let's start with that it may be that you're right money, by the way the money is a good so, point i hadn't thought about that though but you're right i kept thinking you know he's in it for the money but no, that's what makes – I mean, I don't know. You know, look, I find it gross to do this stuff for money too. The fact that you'd be willing to, to hurt people, get people killed for money is gross enough, um, particularly for people that are, have already put a lot away. I mean it's always gross, but you're just like at what point are you satisfied You know, that and have enough money? But I mean in his case, no. I mean the thing about, the thing about people like him and Matt Gates and whatever is they're that much more evil. Matt Gates is also a little, you know, spoiled brat kid of a dad who's a real estate developer and all this stuff, and probably never has to do with a damn, never had to do anything in his life. Now he will because he's going to probably go to prison, um, <laughs> but would never have to do a damn thing in his life. And those ones, there's just something even more about them. It just tells you, I think, that there's a, just a, a, a even more of a level of sociopathy, you know, of narcissism. The fact that they need, and, and Trump would be obviously fits into that too. Right. You know, I mean, he could have lived a simple life inheriting his dad's money, running a responsible real estate empire. Um, and, and as we said, invested it conservatively and he'd be a billionaire now. Well, you know, but instead, but that, he's chosen to do everything he's chosen to do. But that gets into the whole issue, though, of it's never enough money. Right. 
I mean, and they say this too, like uh, for a lot of people, you know, you start making more money and then, well, first of all, you have more debts and stuff, but in Trump's case, right, you've always got to have more because the money is a validation. So even in Trucker's case, Trucker, uh, in Tucker's case, yeah, that's I don't, a great damn for him, I, Trucker Carlson. In any case, he's a fucker Carlson is what he is. Um, oh, that one works too. But kind of amazing. Um, And, you know, actually we might as well, uh, we'll mention Trump's social media lawsuit. I'm moving it down in my topic a little later because let's use that as a little bit of a segue talking about COVID because Carlson has been on a tear. I would, I would argue that from, from watching this stuff every day, Fox news has gotten worse about COVID. Oh, I, there's, you know, I think there's no doubt. I think there's no doubt. I mean, Cliff, and I, I say they're full blown anti-vaxxer now. And, you know, you know, of course you say that on Twitter and you know, what's going to happen. You're just realizing that now, you know, that those, 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 <laughs> I love those ones when you say something and, and because you, you just chose to say it because, you know, for whatever reason, yeah. it must be that. How did you not know this? You must only be just figuring it out. And you're like, it's a Twitter thing. I like, what I like the ones Twitter. more are the ones are people who have never worked in politics but then explain to me. They're like, oh, but don't you know that blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, right. I, I didn't know that. Thank you. Yes. But, um, yes. <laughs> in any case. But, uh, but no, they've. They've gotten so much worse. Let me, I've got a couple examples. I've got like actually four, five examples here, uh, from mostly from Media Matters. Uh, but listen to what they've done in just the last few days, okay? Chuck Carlson suggests the push for co- Oh, oh, here we go. So one of the things they're really freaking out about now, all of them, and by the way, God bless how well organized they are on the right, because they have once again taken something that happened that isn't controversial and they have uniformly gone nuts on it. They're all Fox News is on it, but all the talking points that, that turning points, USA, crazy, crazy Charlie Kirk thing. They're involved like like synchronized swimmers, but fascist synchronized swimmers, with little Hitler mustaches. These guys just are amazingly coordinated. So no, it's, it's amazing. Right. So so Biden a couple of days ago announces that. He's going to establish some program or whatever where we're going to uh, send people door to door around the country, almost like doing the census, to try to uh, check in, educate people, uh, send experts to answer their questions about the vaccines, to try to convince that extra 30 percent that hasn't even gotten one vaccine to to get the vaccine. Right. Because Delta's going crazy and everything else. Well, everyone, I mean, Dan Crenshaw, don't you dare come by my door. They're, they're, this is the it's the fascist invasion. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene called them brown. You're not going to send medical brown shirts to my door. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. There's so much going on in the world that can make it difficult to relax and decompress. You've like 
like RFK Jr. Uh, you've experienced the Sunday scaries, that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach that comes on Sunday afternoons. Now here's a totally different Sunday scaries, vitamin-boosted CBD gummies, and you don't even have to wait until Sunday night rolls around. Self-care is so important, and Sunday scaries is here to help. Sunday scaries believes that everyone deserves a hand on a difficult day. So if you're looking for a way to decompress, Sunday scaries, by the way, whoever wrote this copy really knows how to how to at least mention the brand. You know, give them credit for that. Sunday Scaries, in case you hadn't heard, that's the brand name, uh, has you covered with their CBD products. Visit sundayscaries.com and use promo code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout to get 25% off your order. That's 25% off at sundayscaries.com with promo code SEXYLIBERAL. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These products are not for use or sale to persons under the age of 18. Remember when she remember all those weeks ago, and by that I mean like maybe two, that she went to the Holocaust Museum and apologized for for recklessly bringing the Holocaust into something that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it lasted a while. She's back. (laughs) Yeah. So so they've coordinated this. So Tucker Tucker on his show, I think it was yesterday, says the push for COVID vaccination is somehow a slippery slope to eugenics. Um, Charlie Kirk goes on Tucker show two days ago and compares the vaccination guidelines to a part. Oh, this is just, just vaccination guidelines in general to apartheid. Candace Owens goes on Fox and said, or, or tweets, but she's a Fox contributor. Not one person in my family will ever touch the COVID-19 vaccine. That is the decision that we have made unabashed, unabashedly. Like, like Obama said once, they're so proud to be ignorant or of their ignorance. I know. Unabashedly as a family, medical freedom is an individual right that should never be infringed upon. And any person who thinks otherwise has no place in our government. Right. And a few people respond like, good to know you're pro-choice. And then, you know, she responded with like, you know, the, I don't understand why you'd think that that's, that somehow that means I'm in favor of murdering infants. And I wanted to be like, do you know what the word infant means? Because I'd like to, clearly you're not, you're not familiar with our language, the English language and what an infant is, but uh, there's just no bothering with them. Um, two more. She's, a, she's a deeply damaged soul. Oh yeah. Wait, two, two more real quick from Fox. So Fox news warns that anyone under age 30 should not get the vaccine. And then of course that crazy Fox morning show with, with the, with actually the three bimbos, they're all, or the two himbos and the bimbo, whatever, um, says the focus of this administration on vaccination is mind boggling. Yeah. Totally mind boggling. I I mean, I I mean, I don't know how somebody hasn't put together a compilation yet of, of when we did these things during polio, during, smallpox during all these things and said mind-boggling why would you want to defeat polio mind-boggling why would you want to defeat defeat smallpox why mind-boggling british yeah well there's that too well, I mean, in, inoculated the troops during during i would say world war one during revolutionary war one <laughs> revolutionary war one well no it's kind of true 18 war of 1812 was revolutionary war two so yeah. was it small you kind of got that right yeah that washington had them inoculated which i didn't even realize until recently that we had inoculations <sighs> back then how's that for cool it is pretty cool. Also, what most people who who have you know don't study history don't realize. I don't think it's talked a lot about. But but when we when you look at the the the, the levels of casualties in World War One, we lost a lot more of our men fighting uh, to the Spanish flu than we did to actual like getting shot and killed or blown up. Yep. They're all. I mean, that's how. I mean, there are tons of deaths due to that. Yep. So I mean, again, you know, and then we. 
eventually we find these vaccinations. I mean, the, the whole I mean, the whole point is by questioning this, they're questioning the entire history. And I don't know why nobody is making that point and looking pointing out with context how stupid they are and how stupid they look and how stupid it would have looked if during every other one of these points in our history, when something like this came along, if we'd reacted the way they did. And again, why aren't we better at messaging on this? Because we've got a party that's killed 600,000 Americans. And the one study from several months ago suggested that 500,000 of those deaths were avoided, that the first 100,000, yep. you know, kind of had to happen. I mean, the, the virus is coming. Uh, it's not only the first 100,000, but 100,000 of that were going to happen just because of people with you know, how long it took to get the vaccines out and people with immune issues, immunity issues and other things. Sadly. Exactly. And just yes. coming to terms with the virus. But but that 500,000 of those deaths were Trump's fault. You've got a party that's done this. You've got a party that is still clearly undercutting this. Now, it may work with their base. I doubt it works with the middle. Um, we should be talking every day about the 600,000 Americans these guys killed and keep bringing up these examples of what they're doing, about how they're under. And, and by the way, twofer. Because like Marjorie Taylor Greene keeps weighing in about the Nazis. Now you've got the Republic. Now we've got we can talk about COVID and how bad the Republicans have done and how they want to do it again. Right. If they get back in power, look what their ideas are to ignore it again. And cream on the top. We've got the crazy Nazi lady again. Right? right. Perfect. I mean, so now we can bring her up, which remember Cliff and I keep saying, Cliff, we keep saying how we wish people would like wrap her around their throats. Well, now we've got her. Win. She should be the face of things. Yeah. And What's the nexus know, of COVID and her. How perfect. Again, like when you combine COVID, when you combine jobs lost, because you want to keep that economic part of it and what they did to our economy and people's livelihoods and what we fixed. And then you throw in their insurrection and attack on the U.S. Capitol and, and mix it in with domestic terrorism. Those are three yep. easy messages to be literally pounding home every single freaking day. But we refuse. I mean, not we refuse to. Some people do, but we just. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. No, it's um. I I. We've got to do this. I mean, God, that's Cliff. I, I just every day there's a new example of how fucking crazy these guys are. I know, but the thing is, is that, and this is you and I have said this before. If you've created those overarching narratives, almost every single one of the stupid, crazy, inane type things they do will fit under one of those. Well, everything they do will either be something that is harmful to people's health vis-a-vis -vis COVID, will be will be can be put under the rubric of they attacked our nation and they're attacking our nation again, um, you know, like they did on January sixth, or under the rubric of they're destroying our economy just like they did uh, when they ignored COVID. I mean, these these again, but you have to create those narratives so people can understand it easily and what you're saying. And, and I mean, again. I don't know what the DNC does. I don't know what like the big think tanks on our side do. I just I don't I get that we're we don't have the, the propaganda apparatus they have. I get that we're never gonna have the message discipline because we have people that use critical thinking, but I just don't get how people that have the reach critical, of, of critical of, theory of, thinking. Uh, well, exactly. I don't it sounded funny when you said it. <laughs> critical theory thinking. I don't understand how people have the reach of the of the combined of CAP and the DNC and whatever can't get together on these things and and push them out there. I just don't I don't understand. I don't understand how they don't see that as it, it gives up. It, it means that pain to do it. If right. you can't if you've got too many 
you know, cats running around, you can't herd. Then you fund somebody like Cliff and me and you give us some money and we make every day a new discovery. First of all, COVID is what COVID is the topic. Even with my, my, my TikTok account, my COVID stuff, even, even better than my Trump stuff, generally speaking, COVID everyone's into whether it's controversial or not. It's the topic of the day. Every day we talk about COVID, we talk about COVID from the perspective of how badly the Republicans have fucked up. And if they get back in power, they're going to kill us again. Which I mean, will also kill looking, the economy again, twofer, in terms of... I mean, again, I'm looking at this as we're saying this. Um, one person who's always sort of, you know, banging this drum like us on uh, who, the former Media Matters, I think he's at, is it the American Independent now? The Independent, you know, the kind of Brock-supported thing? I don't know, Oliver Willis. Um, right. Right. Um, he just tweeted out, liberals in America don't believe in offering narrative. Well, conservatives do. That leads to right-wing stories seeping into the consciousness, even when people are inclined to support liberal ideas. It's fucking stupid. She's 100% right about it. And, he's, and he block-quoted this piece from Politico. This is a classic example of where our failure to give people a narrative and to pound it home in every way humanly possible every day to, you know, costs us. And here, here's the, 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 the block quote. Most Americans now believe the coronavirus leaked from a laboratory in China according to a new Politico Harvard poll that found a dramatic shift in public perception of COVID-19's origins over the last year. U.S. adults were almost twice as likely to say the virus was the result of a lab leak in China than human contact with an infected animal, which many scientists believe is the most likely scenario. The poll findings show that once what was once a fringe belief held mainly among some on the political right has become accepted by most Republicans as well as most Democrats and heightened scrutiny of the lab leak theory. And so I offer this as, look, I, I always believe science. And to me, the science says that most likely, like other like other types of, of viruses we've dealt with, it came from human contact with an animal. Is it possible it came out of a lab? Of course it is. Things, come right. out, things escape from labs. It happens. But the point here isn't even that. It's, it's exactly the point that John made earlier about how they can take something, doesn't matter what it is, nobody's ever heard of it. And they can turn it in. I mean, critical race theory, go back six months, ask every Republican what it is. You might, if you are lucky, if you're lucky, get one in a hundred who could tell you what it was. And on this, nobody believed it came from a lab. But what these guys is, they systematically started pushing this via all of the avenues. They do this stuff, Fox News being the linchpin, but talk radio and all of their stupid, like, you know, propaganda sites, Daily Caller and Daily Wire and Daily some other bullshit, and, you know, and Breitbart and this and that, all their Twitter accounts, all the way brush it again and again, and they turned it into a negative for Democrats. Biden's lying to you about the lab theory. Democrats are lying about it when actually all we really were saying was, we don't know. But who we're following cares? what scientists I mean, I mean, say. Care, it doesn't. It doesn't matter in the end, right? But here, what here's what does matter. I, mean, I care, is right? I care if China they, did this. They, course, but, they convinced yeah. people that of something that we have zero proof is true. The majority of people, including Democrats, and these are the things that I say all the time, and these are the things that I just don't understand how Democrats don't get. Which is, if you get up and you say stuff in a press conference, and then you go and you repeat it on CNN, and then you go to local uh, radio stations that'll have you on, and you talk about it, and you write some op-eds, and you do this stuff, and you get to the point where it's part of the national conversation for a couple days. People mostly just hear stuff on the radio on the way to work. Or read headlines when they're walking by a store that has newspapers out front, whatever. They don't sit there doing long analysis. They've got busy lives. And but what ends up happening is is when it becomes part of that conversation, it seeps into their consciousness. Right. And they start kind of believing it or at least believe, you know, whatever. 
and, and at least knowing it exists and all that and thinking it's possible. And, and they may not even be able to tell you how. Right. <laughs> it's like becoming friends with your char, John. You don't know how you did it. You just know you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Right. Um, I'm still trying on. to you know I that feel bad funny. beating up on him, but it's kind of a mess. I'm not yes. beating up on him. I'm just making a joke, dude. <laughs> it was a, you know, whatever Ooh, you la, think la. of him, e- whatever you think of him, either way, it was hilarious that like big bright light people in media, like Jake Tapper, yeah. who got on the show, yeah. were like, "Sure, I feel like he's always been a part of my life. How did I meet him? I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and Maggie, and Maggie like Haberman. Me, but that's a, exactly that's the. Well, I'm not criticizing though. I'm pointing out that. Like that, no one could figure out how they actually knew him, which is more of a uh, yeah. a statement about the world we live in uh, of online connections. That I have a bunch of friends I've literally never met in person. Um, yeah. But but my point here is, I just saw a funny line. I went for it. Point here is, is that this stuff seeps into people's consciousness when it's it, it becomes part of the national conversation. It even makes its way on the talk shows. John Stewart commented on it. Bill Maher commented. I mean, it goes. I mean, they they're politically related stuff, but beyond like pure political talk shows to night the night shows, you know, uh, the night comedy shows and all these other things, and then mm-hmm. it becomes part of the zeitgeist, and then people are talking about it you know, who work together and emailing it to each other. And we just don't seem to, I don't know what it takes for us to understand that, but it just seems like it's literally impossible because some of us just talk about this constantly and they don't change. They literally just don't change. They don't even try. I don't know how there's not a daily message that includes something, whether it's Officer Fanon or the wife of, I mean, I just wrote a piece that Thankfully, John was kind enough to share that some of you may have seen. I think I put it up on the unprecedented page um, on, on in the Daily Beast on, on how the truth of the matter is, is that Republicans in Congress see cops as props, that they don't care about them. They're disposable. They don't give a shit that they were killed at the Capitol. That it's all like so much else they do. It's it's a shell game. It's pretending they give a shit about things they don't. Well, like, you know, when how is there not a message every day about Fanon, about uh, what's his name? Sicknick, you know, whose mother and wife have been out there, you know, complaining about about the fact that, that they tried to block this January 6th commission about, I can't think of her first name, Liebengood, the one whose husband was there that day and was so distraught he committed suicide, you know, about the various Republicans who, who keep denying and saying things like Tor- it was tourism or it was peaceful or, you know, like there there's enough out there that there, you know, then we find out the other day that, that, um, that dude that was down with Lauren Boebert on the, yep. you know, down on yep. the border had been there. Yep. Why was that not in, everywhere? Why was that? I mean, again, there should be a man. Every message should end with the same thing, which is essentially on January 6th, they attacked our democracy. They committed sedition. They tried to destroy the, tra- the 250 year tradition of the United States of America. I mean, whatever your messaging ends up being, this is just not hard. And I don't fucking understand. It drives me crazy. You know, I went on for a while, but I can't help it on this stuff. Like, I just no, it, don't fucking get it. And again, I mean, take some, if you're overwhelmed, take some money and throw some money at it. Not just Cliff and me, but there's a lot of good sort of activist uh, media types out there. I, I just let somebody run with it. And frankly, you ought to throw it. We would be in charge of like the COVID thing. Somebody's in charge of Marjorie Taylor Greene herself wrapping him around the neck. Somebody is in charge of the Matt Getz thing, right? Somebody, Jim Jordan, my God, they're talking about once again, they're talking about a idiot, Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader, appointing Jim Jordan to the new select committee on the insurrection. I mean, my God, Jim Jordan, then you keep talking about the fact that 
he turned a blind eye to college kids getting sexually assaulted. I mean, hello? <laughs> you it make him... It shouldn't even be hard. Maria. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, that's the thing. It's not fucking hard. I don't... I'm telling you. But I just... I wish, like, I could have a conversation with somebody in there and just say, like, why? What is it you think your job is? Do you think, like, that if you're tweeting in day in, day out and emailing and talking and, like... Uh, you know, we have uh, we have one percent more people on health care now because of Obamacare. Like, do you think that is enough in and of itself to, to do this? Yeah. Are you, do you have such a lack of understanding about how tribal politics is, how it's based on identity and these things, and that you really need to pull? Like, you can't just move people. There's exceptions to this, but you can't move a lot of most people just on a few issues here and there. Right. You need to make them fundamentally stop identifying with the people that they're identifying with. You know, and with let's take suburbanites. If they sit there and take a look at it, and like, wow, they support sedition, and they think it's completely. They, they try to block an inquiry with crying, you know, relatives and other people because they think it's okay for for uh, cops to be murdered. That's the kind of thing that makes somebody maybe re reexamine who they've decided to line up with. Right. I just, <laughs> it's it's infuriating. I know. Okay, I'm done. Uh, yeah, now you yeah. talk for a half hour. No, no, that's fine. Let me see what. Uh, so on the COVID front, boy, just lots of. I mean, just good news and bad news, so to speak. So 99.5 percent of the deaths of the recent deaths have all been unvaccinated people. I mean, that's good news in the sense that uh, if you're vaccinated, you should be in pretty good stead. That's um, in uh, Missouri. Missouri, keep an eye on that. There's been a lot of talk in the last week about things getting worse in Missouri with COVID. Hospitals are starting to get overrun. ICUs are starting to fill up. Ventilators are starting to fill up again, right? Um, the uh, uh, Missouri, pretty much everybody but Cory Bush <laughs> is a Republican in terms of Missouri politics, really. Uh, their, their state legislature, Republican. Governor, Republican. Both senators, Republican. And three of the four or four of the five, I forget how many they've got, of their representatives in the House are Republicans. And they have destroyed their state. It is one of the least vaccinated states. And the um, one of the local sheriffs for like one of the counties tweeted. And he said, I'm like, I'm watching a slow motion. I don't know if he said disaster movie or what, but he said, it's just, it's getting worse and worse. We are heading for a disaster and nobody's doing it. Um, well, so that's on the other side of things, which is, you know, uh, I mean, the thing is, is that, okay, so Pfizer is talking about, uh, you know, a third booster now. Um, it's interesting. I haven't seen anything about with Moderna that was a similar kind of efficacy to Pfizer. They're talking about a third booster with Pfizer, and there's other things going on, but the numbers still don't lie. Um, Ninety. I mean, I pointed this out in our last show, 99.2% of people who died from, from COVID last month were unvaccinated. Um, there was one... Where was it? There was a state that I have to look back through that somebody uh, had tweeted something out where 100% of the people, 100% who got COVID last month were unvaccinated. I mean, these numbers are pretty clear. Sadly, they're going to, you know, there's more mutations that happen because of this uh, that affect all of us that could make it so that, that our vaccination, we have to all get revaxed with something new um, or have to get boosters. And, in the, and sadly, they will even kill a few of us who did the right thing and hospitalized a few of us, but they're massacring their own people, massacring, like literally destroying their own yeah. people. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I am not really sure for Fox news, for example, 
how that would to you would seem to be a viable plan when you're killing your viewers. Uh, I'm not really sure if you're a Republican somewhere. I mean, you may be in a place that's so freaking Republican, you know, that it doesn't matter. So, you, and if you're a sociopath and don't care, you kill off a few percent of your voters who the fuck cares because you're in Alabama or whatever. But in places like close swing districts, close swing states, I mean, this could be the difference in them winning or losing. Yeah. And I suppose they've always got their voter suppression to try to, to try to take care of that problem. But I mean, it just, it, it's, it boggles your mind. Like yeah. again, like the, it's not like it was a year ago when it was all of us, not equally, but it was much closer in percentages because masks help, but masks can only provide so much, you know, protection. And so the masked versus the unmasked, it still was more of them than us, but it wasn't the stark difference of 99.2% to 0.8% we're looking at now because of vaccinations. It's insane. Apparently just, they just want to kill themselves. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.